0: Welcome to Third Eye Science. I'm your host, Susan Von Toon. And in this podcast, we'll explore the lines between science and spirituality. As a scientist and a yogi, I've found that these two realms do not have to be mutually exclusive. With the mind of a logical scientist, I've navigated my own spiritual journey with a curious and open mind. I'll share lessons and tools that I've found along the way and have compelling conversations with spiritual leaders, teachers, yogis, and fellow travelers about their experiences and practices. In this age of information and misinformation, it's time to interpret and understand the world with your third eye. Sat Nam, and welcome to... Third Eye Science, the podcast where we're blurring the lines between science and spirituality. I just want to take a moment to thank you all for listening and thank you for commenting, sending messages on social media, or um, and also thank you for rating and reviewing. That is Really helpful in getting um, this message out, letting help me sharing with other people, rating and reviewing on your podcast platform of choice. Um, so, before I start, I need to say that I am in an Airbnb in LA, <laughs> there is construction going on next door. So, if you hear a lot of noise, that's what's happening. Um, I came down here for the week because my sister and her husband and the kids came to visit. They were in San Diego, and then they came to L.A., so I came and met them down here. And they just left this morning, but I have teacher training this weekend. Today is Tuesday, and I'm going to share this tomorrow, Wednesday. And I have teacher training this weekend, so I decided to just take the whole week off and come down here for the week. And I've lined up some interviews. Um, I'm super excited. Next week will be an interview with my yoga teacher, Satdev Beer Singh. He is a crystal healer, uh, um, a kundalini yoga teacher, and he is the head of our teacher training at Yoga West. He's basically all-around a magical person and you do not want to miss the this uh that episode. So that will be next week, next Wednesday. Um and I also have another friend from teacher training who is an acupuncturist. I'm super excited to talk to her too. So I I just today I'm going to talk about something that came up for me um and I was So basically, I want to talk about how my meditation practice has allowed me to observe my thoughts in a way that carries out throughout my day. So it's not just in my meditation practice. And what that gives me is this ability to pause and not react to situations. So I don't have to say or do the thing that, like... I might be thinking, but, you know, I I have this pause button now that I did not have before, and it really is my meditation practice that has given me this ability to observe my, my reactions to things, and the reason I want to talk about it is because, you know, I hope I would assume that most people that are listening to this are at least interested in meditation. otherwise you probably wouldn't be listening. Um, I feel like I've made a really, you know, I've made it clear that that is a huge part of my spiritual practice. and it's the reason all the things that are happening in my life are happening. Um, so I think most of you are convinced that meditation is worth doing. But I don't know if, if people really take it to the next level, which is you can make meditation, I mean, basically the tools or the um, just the way you are in meditation can be brought through the rest of your day. And so when something happens that makes you unhappy or you would normally react to in a negative way, you can see the thought before actually saying the thing or doing the thing. And as you can imagine, it really improves your relationships. (laughs) Um, But the thing that came up for me this week that made me think about this was that I have so I'm away and when I'm away I take I have my um my cat stays home and I have a cat sitter come a pet sitter and she I only have her come when I'm gone for more than two or three days but I've been traveling a ton for this teacher training coming down to LA on the weekends for at least once a month and then this this past month I just before this trip, I worked 11 days in a row because I basically worked for a week and then went to sea for the weekend, for three days, and then had to work and then, so that was 11 days and then I came down here. So, anyway, Zuzu, my cat, has been very—it's you know—it's been stressful for her, me being away a lot, and I honestly thought that that was it was just a stress thing but she's just not been very she's not been well she's basically lost a lot of weight she's throwing up a lot and so i have but i haven't had a chance to take her to the vet and so then i have this pet sitter come who hadn't seen her in 3 months and she walked in and was like oh she's lost a lot of weight so then she called me and literally said like left a message saying I just wanted to talk to you about Zuzu and do you think she's okay? (laughs) And I was like and it just triggered this reaction in me, this lady is like a little old cat lady. Like literally that's what she does is watch cats for people. Which is I mean, she's Taking really good care of the cat, I it's totally worth the money. I trust her, but I feel judged by her. Now, <laughs> what? If, when we feel judged by someone, there's something going on in us that has some judgment, right? That like we're actually judging ourselves. Because the truth is, why would I care what this pet sitter thinks about how I'm taking care of my cat? if i wasn't having some you know subconscious or unconscious or even conscious level of guilt about how my you know how i'm taking care of my cat and this i'll just say so she basically was like i think i need to take her to the vet it was that bad like she she was like i don't think it's good for her to wait ten days since I was going to be gone ten days till she sees the vet. So she took the cat to the vet yesterday, and luckily it's a it's a thyroid issue and it's treatable by medication. Um, but it was you know it was like oh I'm a terrible cat mom, <laughs> so, and here I am I'm not even there. And there are people who take much better care of their cats in the world, and there are people who take much worse care of their cats in the world. So why am I feeling guilty about it? Because the truth is, I'm, you know, I'm paying the money. The lady took her to the vet. She's, I mean, thank God she was even willing to do that. Um, And anyway, so... But I was thinking about it, and I was, you know, it was just, like, really weighing on me. I was thinking about it here. My sister and the kids are here, and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about my cat and, like, her health. And and if I'm a terrible person because I didn't take her to the vet, I don't know, like, because I worked 11 days in a row. and um, so, <laughs> so I really asked myself, and it was like in meditation, but it actually didn't come to me in meditation. I, I just now have gotten to this place of where I can ask almost, it's like I'm asking my higher self, like what, what is really happening here? You know? And so on a, on a just like human level, I have, so I've, I've always loved cats my, the very first cat we had when I was a kid got hit by a car and, and died, you know, when I was pretty little. And it's not that I was, like, super close to that cat, but I, I mean, that is my first memory of, like, losing a pet. And then throughout my childhood, we always had cats that were indoor, outdoor. And it's a rough life for a cat living outside. And, so, they, I had had multiple cats get hit by cars. I think the first cat we ha- had after that one, we, we got three cats. I have two sisters, you know, so we had three cats, and we just loved. There were two of them that were super cuddly and um, would let us just play with them. We would wrap them up like a baby, and it was just the sweetest cat. And one of them, so the the first one that disappeared, I think, basically got hit by a car. My parents couldn't even just bear to tell us, and so they said, "Rascal ran away." Like we don't know where he went. Um, and then his brother, Bandit, became my like literally best friend. Then we when we moved, when I was in fifth grade, we moved to a more rural place, and the cats were doing really well, and um, one day Bandit was hit by a car. And my dad, I remember my dad coming in and um, telling me, and he was, you know, he felt really bad because he knew I was going to take it really hard. And then we had another cat get hit by a car in front of me while I was raking leaves. (laughs) And I was just thinking, going through all this, like, okay. these are all of the things. Then it, as an adult, my first cat as an adult that I got, you know, I went and adopted him and he was he was such an awesome cat. All my friends loved him. Like he he lived with dogs. He was he was a total dog cat, you know, and um he got hit by a car in and I was living in Santa Cruz on the west side, and he, I wasn't there, and my housemate called me. I was in Monterey with my boyfriend at the time, and I just, you know, of course I felt awful that I wasn't there, not that I was gonna, because this cat was not gonna stay in. He was an outdoor, indoor-outdoor cat, but he loved being outside. He was super curious and adventurous, and so I I just started to think about like, okay, why is this situation with Zuzu like bringing up all of these feelings? And it's like, yeah, I have had a lot of trauma around my cats. And like, there's a little bit of fear of losing them. But also then as an adult of like, am I really doing the best to take care of them? But then I also, so I kind of had Went through all of that in my head. And then I realized I actually, as I was brushing my teeth, I was, after sleeping, I woke up. The very first thing I do is I get up and I go pee and brush my teeth. And as I'm brushing my teeth, I just had this knowing. It's not a specific memory, but I had this awareness that I, in a past life, I had had some something happen with a child like I was a mother and something happened with a child that was traumatic and it was just all of this is just bringing up those things those those feelings from past from this past life and the only reason I'm telling I'm telling this story is that that's all I needed to know. And then I just, I swear, I just released it. It was like, oh, Zuzu's going to be fine. She's being, I'm paying someone to take care of her. I had this past life trauma. It's over. And I am i want you to know that sometimes we have a lot of, I really believe that a big part of this lifetime that all of us are in those of us who are waking up and ascending into the next dimension essentially we are like a major part of our purpose in this life is to clear all of that past life stuff that we've been carrying in just it really it doesn't serve you and it Completely affects the way you interact in your life in this life and you don't need to know all the details I'm not at all suggesting that everyone go out and do a bunch of past life regression unless you feel called to do it but for me it has come up quite a bit and it's but it's mostly been in my own awareness I haven't had to have very many people like I have had a couple of sessions with people where, where they told they were talking to my guides and they told me that um, I had a past life. Like I had this neck issue, and I had a past life where I was beheaded, and <laughs> that's much more common than one might think. And it was just, I wouldn't say that that issue then immediately went away, but sometimes it does. Like, sometimes all you need to know, it's like you're telling your soul, that part of you, in that human you that is your soul, then just goes, oh, that happened before, and I don't need to react to that anymore. And it literally just clears immediately. And that can happen for some people. I also had a friend who just asked me for some help. She was just struggling, and, and I don't, I've learned not to, like, mess with other people's I don't tune into other people's energy or um, or their like talk to their guides unless I'm asked to do so and she she specifically asked me so I did and I I was able to just get a message from her guides that she had this past life issue that is playing into what she was feeling right now and then also there was something going on in her life right now that was just keeping her, holding her back from her next step. And I was able to just tell her that. And And it may be that just that knowledge alone can clear that energy. But sometimes you have to, for me, kundalini yoga has really done that. It's like there are so many Kriyas, which are essentially, it's a complete set of yoga sequences. There are so many Kriyas that clear old energy, um, do specific things for your nervous system, your aura. All of these things help, I think, they're helping clear lots of past life stuff. And then a lot of the meditations as well. And there are also in kundalini yoga there's a bunch of series, there's a whole couple of books worth of rebirthing kriyas and I don't necessarily suggest that anyone go out and buy rebirthing kriyas and do them, I, I actually think they should be done with a teacher in a group and with someone who can kind of guide you through the process um, so if you do feel if this is ringing true for you like you know you hear me talking about past lives and you're like that's really interesting because actually now I'm going to tell this story that I the first time so I'm some of you probably know Rich Roll and Julie Pyatt Um, she's also she goes by Shrimati on Instagram but I went on their retreat in Italy a few years ago now. And she was the first person that actually like woke me up to like really I kn- I knew that I knew her. Um and it was like the first time I got to talk to her one on one at dinner one night. It was the first or second night of the retreat, um, it was, I just said to her, I was like, it's like I, you know, you're just so familiar to me, and it's not from the podcast, and she was like, oh, no, it's because you know me, and, (laughs) and she's like, yeah, there's actually five of you here, who know me, (laughs) from other, from past lives, or from other dimensions, and it, and I was like, "Oh yeah!" Like I remember just thinking in my mind, being like, "Yes, that's exactly it." <laughs> and so, I and I know I've talked about this in other episodes, but when you meet someone that is familiar to you, it's because that you know them. <laughs> it's it's not that's all there is to it, you know. And you we interact with so many of the people. So many of the people that play some important part in your life have done this before with you and they've played a different role or they may have played the same role. But it's it just can be helpful. Sometimes it can be helpful to know, oh, this is why I interact with, say, my mother in this way or my father or my sister because sometimes you have been... The roles have been reversed and you don't... So that's why you're not really reacting to a parent the way a child should or or would, right? Um, so I'm just trying to open your eyes to the idea that it can be really informative to know. And I also want to open your idea to the fact that it, you know what that is. So... As you're going throughout your day or, you know, your life in general and you keep getting triggered by certain things or you have these things happen over and over again, like we've all been there, right? Like, oh, here I am again. This thing is happening again, right? I'm in this relationship with this person and I'm doing the same thing over and over again. And It's really helpful to look at that because I believe that especially things that come up over and over again, the whole point of why those things are coming up is that you are meant to transcend that pattern and clear that energy. And the way you clear it, sometimes you need a little help and you need some energy work or even maybe just yoga or some other kind of physical practice and meditation to clear it but sometimes a lot of times you have to learn a lesson and like not do the thing that you used to always do that you've been doing your whole life like okay this keeps happening and i'm not going to i'm not going to take on that story that it's my fault that my cat is sick right it's or that i haven't taken good care of her i'm going to Move on from that story. It's because it's not true, number one. Number two, it also doesn't serve me at all. It doesn't serve her either. And so, this you know, it may sound silly from like to talk about this thing with cats, but you can take that into much bigger and more profound relationships. So, I'm just urging you to look at the things in your life that trigger you and really see how those things happen over and over again and and ask yourself what is really happening here cuz and you can very easily start by and even with a therapist going through what happened in this life that's triggering these things but then i just really want to um encourage you to ask yourself, do I have something from a past life that's provoking this same pattern? And I really, I credit meditation to that. My ability to look at how I'm reacting to things, even in my mind. That's something Yogi Bhajan talks about, that even even if you don't say something, those your thoughts have energy. And so your every time you think that thought, and this is where you hear in manifestation, you know, some kind of new age manifestation practices talk about affirmations and you say it and it you know, it's it becomes true. You can make it happen. But the truth is, you have to clear all that unconscious and subconscious energy and thoughts and beliefs before you will really truly manifest something. So you can't just be positive and look in the mirror and tell yourself positive things and then everything will change. You have to believe it. And yes sometimes fake you know they say fake it till you make it sometimes that works but I I think it takes much deeper work and you really have to you have to dig deep and look at your stuff and that stuff may involve past lives In and this may you know you may or may not believe in that it doesn't I'm not interested in convincing anyone of it and like I said I don't sometimes I've gotten like really clear stories of what happened in past lives with you know I'll meet someone or I'll get to know someone and then I realize oh we were you know this is this is a thing and this is what this is who we were to each other in this past life and this is why we're Having this situation <laughs> um, and it's been it's been really quite a ride since I've been getting those kinds of insights and I really yeah i I would say that Julie Pyatt opened my eyes to that for the first time then when I heard her describing her um, on her podcast, she described. So, by the way, her podcast is now called For the Life of Me. It used to be called Divine Three Line, but she just went through a major rebranding, and she has a whole member site called Water Tiger. I encourage you to check her out. She's been one of my most profound teachers um, in these last few years, and I'm going to have her on the podcast this summer, so stay tuned for that she um but so she was describing she gets these migraine headaches and she was describing how she had this past life situation where she was essentially one of the seers in Egypt and they took her power by cutting her head open while she was still alive and she's describing this um the entire story in in detail in her pod on her podcast and I'm listening and I just had this visceral reaction and it wasn't that I it wasn't that I knew I was there I wasn't necessarily having this reaction to her story it was a reaction to the fact that I knew that I had had traumatic events happen to me in past lives that were affecting me in this life and that is what I would just ask you to open your eyes to is if any of this is provoking a reaction in you just hearing me talk about this is like whoa that's um either like completely rejecting it and being like that's a bunch of bullshit (laughs) that may mean that you're just unwilling to even Look at it because it's so scary or traumatic, or it may be that it may be that you just don't need that clearing. But I would, I really do believe most of the message that messages that I've been getting, and when I'm helping other people, I there's always almost always some kind of past life stuff. So yeah, I just think that it's been it's been really enlightening for me and I love this process of digging in deeper and just believing and trusting and not having like you really have to get out of your head about it because it's not this is not logical this the spiritual journey we have been so programmed and even I think it's just part of our humanness is to reject some of these um, really esoteric spiritual teachings and even experiences. And so it's, it's just a really important thing to see if, if you're willing to open your mind and then ask after meditation, you have some little bit of meditation practice. Even if you do, I've been hearing from people that they've been doing Kirtan Kriya, which makes me really happy because it's it's again become one of my favorite. I mean, it had always been my one of my favorite meditation practices, but it, I've kind of had a renewed love for it and with it um, since I since I put out that podcast actually because so many people have been resonating with it and I really think it is such a perfect it's, it's good for beginners and it's good for experienced meditators because you can take any meditation to any level it's any meditation practice or type of meditation I also will say the other thing that really resonates for me are these more visualization kinds of meditations. And that is something that Shri does a lot of. So I, again, urge you to check her out. Um, there's also tons of visualizations on the free apps, probably, that you can find, you know, on Insight Timer. There's lots of guided meditations. Um, so what else... I think I'm going to leave it there because I I just wanted to get one more episode for so I had one for this week and that was just something that came up for me this week and I think that it might help some of you just open your minds to the idea that there are there's so much more affecting every every situation or behavior or habit that, you're, that you have. It's not only childhood programming. It can be stuff that you've been carrying for a really long time. Because your soul is much older than you think. And by old, I just mean has been around a long, a long time. Not that, because age, age is meaningless and we are eternal. That is another thing that Srimati said to me that first time I met her. Um, and it's just been such a beautiful process for me to accept and embrace that. Age is meaningless and you are eternal. So I think I'll leave it there. Thank you all for listening and s- tune in next week for Sat Dev Beer. Thank you, Sat Nam.